Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Chris Coleman here for Movies First, and it is interesting that in the cinematic universe, from time to time, a couple of people will do a movie together, and then a short time later, they will do another one together. That is the case for Nicole Kidman and Colin Farrell. A few months ago, they were in a thing together called The Beguiled. Now, they're in something which is uh, a little bit different. It is called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. In fact, it's considerably different from The Beguiled, isn't it, Alex? It is indeed, Christopher. Now, you have been in a movie. You have an IMDb listing uh, any of the people that you worked with, would you work with them again if if you were asked? Most of them. Really? Yeah. Are you? Oh, okay. So it was it. It was a good experience. Your thirty seconds on screen. It was fabulous. Was it? How long yeah. did it take you to shoot the thirty seconds? Oh, it took two days to shoot to, to shoot one scene. You know, but that's that's how movies work. They take forever. How many takes? Oh, I think uh, if you count the various angles of some of the shots um, seriously for one minute, they were probably shooting it from 15 different angles. Right, but but hang on, that doesn't mean you did 15 different takes of it, or does it? Well, yes and or no, you know. And how about the authenticity? Like, when you're delivering the lines... Oh, I didn't but... speak, so it didn't matter. <laughs> My, my spoken part, you didn't see me speak, if that makes sense. Oh, so you were, you were on the, the cutting room floor by the end of the... No, no, the... no my, my spoken part was as a voice on the radio, but my, my on-screen part was as a member of a crowd. So, ah, yeah. right, OK. Oh, excellent. All right, well, Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman did The Beguile. We, we spoke about that. Not a bad film, six and a half to seven, mm-hmm. right? So now they're making rather obtuse... Look, they are not averse, let's be honest, to making bold independent film choices. In fact, at times, I reckon they positively revel in their ability to surprise. That's not a bad thing if you're an actor. When you're Nicole Kidman and you've won an Academy Award, you can get away with plenty. When you're Colin Farrell with... uh, He hasn't got an Academy Award. I'm sure he's got a Golden Globe under his belt. Uh, You know, again, you can can take a few chances. Well, bear in mind, among the more bizarre choices that Farrell's made over the years, the obtuse picture, The Lobster, yeah, which was actually pretty interesting... And now he and Kidman have teamed with the same writer, director and producer, whose name is Yorgos Lanthimos, and he's co-writer of The Lobster, for an equally perplexing journey into the unknown. Does Colin Farrell turn up as a lobster? Not as a lobster, but Farrell stars as Stephen, charismatic cardiothoracic surgeon who's forced to make an unthinkable sacrifice or risk losing everything after his life starts to fall apart. When the behaviour of a teenage boy that he's taken under his wing turns sinister. I think that's a pretty interesting plot. And he's married to Nicole Kidman, Anna, who is a respected ophthalmologist. And they're really well off. They live a happy, healthy family life. They've got two children, one played by Rafferty Cassidy, who's 14, the other by Sonny Saljic, who's 12. So they play Kim and Bob. And Stephen's formed a friendship with this 
teenage kid, a fourteen year old, no, sixteen year old actually. He's he's without a dad, and he's taken this kid under his wing. His name is Martin, played by Barry Keen, and things turn nasty after Stephen introduces this sixteen year old to his family, and their world is thrown into turmoil, absolute chaos. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Claim based on talking text. Not valid for active numbers currently on a T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Movies First, reviews, previews and more with Alex First and Chris Coleman. It's a, it's very disturbing, as you can imagine, the killing of a sacred deer from the get-go. Before it's over, it becomes more and more wacky and distressing. No doubt the director's intention was to shock. He, he, he most certainly does that. Interestingly, the most disarming performance comes from Barry Keon as the youngster, the 16-year-old. Not one to gild the lily, he lays it on the line at every opportunity. Mind you, he's not the only one to adopt that approach. Farrell leads from the front with his exactitude of speech and deed. His is not a family steeped in emotional outbursts. Their behaviour, his in particular, along with Kidman, who plays along, is, let's call it for what it is, odd. Mm-hmm. The exchanges with one another and with colleagues and friends and acquaintances are, for the most part, staccato and minimalist. M- mind you, I was drawn in and intrigued. I was wondering when the payoff would come, Chris. Well, I was left wondering because it never really did. Oh, that's a problem. Well, I got to the end and remained puzzled as to what the point was. Th- there were themes of retribution and guilt. They were apparent. Farrell caught up in a position where remaining stoic and calm or trying to talk your way out of a past calamity, would not make a jot of difference. Still, I must acknowledge I tensed up and I appreciated a large part of the left-of-centre journey. Though, to be fair, the killing of a sacred deer will be strictly for a select audience. Right? If you, you like your films shaken, if you like your films shaken, not stirred, then this is one that I would seriously ask you to consider. If you don't mind not really understanding, <laughs> but I, I mean, sometimes. Well, can you can you honestly say to me that the lobster is a movie that you can not only you know you go through it, you think, ah, yes, this is going to happen, or yeah, it'll make sense in the end. Well, no, it won't. So, so and, what you're saying is, if you don't mind handing over your money to get something, getting something else, and not knowing what you've got at the end of it, then this is all good. Beautiful summation for a 7 out of 10 movie. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. From Audioboom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies soldiers, and top-secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. 
Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows.